Okay, we're live. Hi, everyone. We are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie. We are two moms living in the before and after of child loss. Join us in this journey as we share our stories of not only loss, but how life after loss can still be full of beauty, love, hope, and joy. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on when we post a new video. Bye. Hi, everybody. We are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And that's and Stephanie. <laughs> um, so welcome to this episode of our podcast. Um, this week, we decided to talk about something that's kind of near and dear to us, which is finding your new tribe. So one thing that happens after you lose your child is every aspect of your relationships kind of change, whether that be with friends or family. Um, and one of the biggest I think trials, besides the fact that your child is gone, is uh, relationships. So um, we thought we would talk about how we found our new tribes, give some a little bit of background to what happened with us personally, and then give you some resources and ways to help you find uh, good relationships to move forward through your grief journey. So um, the first topic that we wanted to talk about um, was how you lose friendships and how to kind of maintain friendships after your child dies. So uh, we found this article in um, Still Standing Magazine that I really felt was helpful. It talked about relationships with uh, friends specifically. And um, one of the reasons that people may, or that you might lose like friendships is that people just really don't know how to react or what to do when your child dies. And I had that happen to me personally with a lot of my friends. Um, they may start to feel like you've abandoned them, which if you think about it is a really, is horrible because like you're the one who's struggling, right? You're the one who lost your child. And and yet people who um, feel you uh, backing off feel abandoned. And so instead of reaching out to you, they may just be like, okay, and just cut ties and walk away. Um, another thing that might be going on is that people in your friend group have friends that are like similar to your kids' age or, something like that they might feel like being around you and bringing their children around you is a trigger and so they might feel guilty about the children that they still have and so like even just with stephanie and i um her son uh philip right is mason's age so when we first started talking um philip was around two ish which my son was 19 months and so even though she had just lost her son, she asked me like, hey, do you want me to come alone? Because I have a son that's Mason's age. And I had to think about it and I was like, you know what? No, that's that's okay. And it was hard, but um, I could definitely see how that could steer friends away. What was your thought process behind that, Stephanie? Because I didn't even think about it at first. Hey, can you hear me? For me, I don't know. Can you hear me? Now I can. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I keep cutting off. Um, yeah. Like, so 
I, a lot of my mom friends had kids that were all the same age as Josh. And so I didn't get invited to play dates anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that no. was hard for me. Um, and at the beginning, like everybody wanted to be my friend, everybody. Like I had so many people that were like, Hey, let's do stuff or whatever. And then like after two weeks that stopped. Um, and all my new best friends were all gone. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I didn't get to go to any of the stuff that I used to go to because I didn't have a kid that age anymore. Um, and so that was hard. Um, but yeah, I can, I remember asking you if it was okay if I brought Philip and I felt so silly afterwards, but yeah, it's just something you don't think about. And then you're like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that definitely can be a trigger for some people, especially um, when you're missing those milestones. So I know for you, we've talked about how like the next school year came around and all of the kids that were in Joshua's class, you know, went to the next grade and yeah. yeah, all those kindergarten pictures. Oh, yeah, they had me a mess all day long. <laughs> yeah, um, but also in our journey, we don't just lose our friends. Some of us actually lose family, and that can be even more hard on your heart. Um, sometimes they just don't understand, and they can't handle the change in you. Change is inevitable when you become a grief mom. Um, there's no way that you can be the same person that you were before. And that's hard for them. They start getting uncomfortable. They can even resent that change in you and they withdraw. And yeah. that's kind of an unfortunate part of how it goes. They take it personally and they want you to be that normal person that you used to be, but you just can't be that anymore. Um, another thing that I've faced in my family. Um, so I hate calling people out just in case they listen, but <laughs> you know, my husband's side of the family, they grew up or like my in-laws, you just move on. You get over it. You don't talk about your grief. You don't talk about the person that passed away. And so for us, like they came over the night we lost Joshua and we weren't allowed to talk about our son <laughs> and it was hard. Yeah. And it's still that way. If we bring up Josh, in anything, they automatically change the subject. We are not allowed to talk about Joshua at all. Why and do you think that is? It's because of the generational. That's how they were raised. You, you know, you pick yourself up, you move on, you get over it, and you don't talk about it. And that's how they were raised. That's how their parents were raised. And um, I find that that's fairly common with um, our parents or our grandparents' generation. Um, some of them just aren't allowed to talk about their feelings. Hmm. So that was something that we've dealt with. It's really, it's really hard on Jared um, because my husband, Jared, sorry. Um, he wants to talk about Josh and he wants to be able to talk to his dad, but he can't. <laughs> and yeah. so, that, I mean, that's why we need other groups and other things to go to. So. Yeah, and one of the things that happened with um, in my little friend group, I actually have maybe two friends from our original friend group that were all of our age. We were the my husband and I were the first to have kids, and so not only was that like kind of a not a barrier, but you know, it set us aside from our other friends who were unmarried, no children. But then we had you know our son Mason, and um, 
and then after we lost him, our friends, you know, were still in this other era of their lives and they're kind of like, so do we start inviting you to come to parties again? You know, like, like what do we do? And some of our other friends were, were like, they didn't know even what to say to us anymore. And so they just chose to say nothing. And I can think of one person specifically who like a year and a half later, um, was out of town or like going to school out of town and came back into town and was like, Hey, what are you guys up to? And, uh, met with them. And he was just like, you know, I'm so sorry. I just, I didn't know what to say. And so I just kind of removed myself from the situation. And I flat out told him, I was like, that broke my heart. Like you were a really good friend of mine. And I felt like you either didn't care or just had forgotten about us. And I think people don't think, you know, I'm just, I'm just one person. They're not going to notice, you know, that I, didn't say anything but we do like we remember every single person who reached out to us and helped us we remember every single person who said something that was not helpful (laughs) and then on the better side of things like we remember every person who was there with us through the hardest parts so if you know somebody who just lost a child and you think oh i'm just an acquaintance or um you know that person's not going to notice if i don't say anything you'd be surprised so true. <laughs> if you have any, even the slightest faint remember or memory of their child, tell them because those are all we have left, and those mean everything to us. I've had people that went to my church or that were friends from high school ten years ago that I haven't talked to in ten years. Who are like, "Hey, I followed you on social media, and I saw when you were pregnant, and then had your son, and you know, just I saw him, and he was he was just a, a bright, joyful person, a bright, joyful face on Facebook, and." You know, I was, it broke my heart when he died and that meant the world to me. So even though they didn't even know him, he was changing people. So anyway, (laughs) it's so true though, because you do remember. And I mean, we get it. We know that if you haven't experienced this, you have no idea like what it's like. It's, it's hard. I mean, you don't know how to travel somebody's, that person's worst day ever. If, you've never experienced that kind of worst day ever, you know? Um, But those little things that you do to reach out to that parent means the world. I remember it was just a couple days after we lost Joshua and somebody sent me a message on Facebook and it was a lady that had gone to church with us and she had moved, but she was like, I just remembered this story about Josh and it was hilarious. It had me rolling (laughs) on the floor. Like in the middle of all my grief, I was laughing so hard because this lady described my kid and that's how she remembered him. And it was the best ever. I think he had like stood up and he, in his little primary class at church and he um, had prayed for Batman. (laughs) Something really (laughs) random and funny, but she thought it was, Oh. And the way she told the story, I was like, she knew my kid. That's him. Yep. <laughs> um, gotcha. Those little moments, if you have anything that you can give to a parent, that is the greatest gift that you can give to them at that time or any time. Like, even still three years down the road, like, if somebody yeah. mentions Joshua or something, my heart just explodes and I get super excited because they remembered my baby. So, yes, yeah. do that all the time. Yeah, and people sharing pictures. Um, pictures are priceless because that's all we have. And if they're pictures that somebody else has taken that you've never seen, especially now, like people take pictures on a whim, right? Oh, they're doing something funny, snap a photo. You may never, I may never have seen that photo. And it's a part of my kid that I've 
that I, I haven't seen yet. So if I had somebody share a couple of pictures from, from church, a church group that we were in and I just broke down and crying. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I remember that day, but I've never seen that picture. So it was really sweet. (sighs) Anyway. Get it. (laughs) Um, another thing that's important is just, you know, finding those new friends. So for us, So Christina and I, we were able to find each other in our grief and be able to work through that. Um, And there are people out there that are willing to be that for you. Um, Lots of support groups. I'll let Christina talk about the support groups that we can find and that we can do. Yeah, so while I was doing some research online, I came across this article on lovetoknow.com. If you're watching our YouTube video, I have a, a link, or not a link, but the title right there. Um, So if you go to lovetoknow.com and you look for the article, best places to find grief support for parents, there was, I started to type them all out, but there was a huge list. So amongst others, there was um, like the Compassionate Friends, which Stephanie and I go to a local group here. Um, And then there's a Bereaved Parents USA, Mothers with Angels, GriefNet, and then the list goes on from there. There's some that are supposed to direct or specifically, that's what I'm looking for, specifically for moms parents and they even have groups for like siblings even the compassionate friends has a group for siblings so um if you go to that um website there's like lots of resources for you um stephanie and i just happened to she found me because um both of our stories were kind of uh news headlines and so she saw my son's story and reached out to me after her son died um but whatever it may be facebook instagram finding somebody just um, one of the things that really stuck out to me on another article um, was how bereaved parents share, and this is a quote, share an unspeakable bond. Um, there's this blog called A Bed for My Heart, which if you follow it, it's she's got some pretty good articles. And um, one of them is called Seven Things I've Learned Since the Loss of My Child. And I think I've read that article like a thousand times because it pops up all the time. So whatever they do for marketing, it's working. But um <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and read this paragraph from from her article about how um, bereaved parents have an unspeakable bond. It says, in my seven years navigating the world as a bereaved parent, I am continually struck by the power of the bond between bereaved parents. Strangers become kindreds in mere seconds. A look, a glance, a knowing of the heart connects us, even if we've never met before. No matter our circumstances, who we are, or how different we are, there is no greater bond than the connection between parents who understand the agony of enduring the death of a child. It's a pain we suffer for a lifetime, and unfortunately, only those who have walked the path of child loss understand the depth and the breadth of the pain and the love story. Love that. that. I know, it's so true. I can definitely speak for that when I've been to some TCF support group meetings where um, Stephanie or I have been leading and you see a new face walk up and you can see the grief in their eyes and you just make eye contact and sometimes you just cry like there's nothing else you can do you're just like I get you <laughs> I've been there I remember that so. there is something so powerful about knowing you know and you know their heart you know their pain you know exactly where it's coming from and it breaks your heart because there's nothing you can do to fix it but at the same time, just knowing that you get it, you get it. That that is a big help. I know that how that's how it is for me. Um, and I wanted to mention that there's tons of Facebook groups, tons. 
um, and proceed with caution. <laughs> yeah. So in my situation, like the first thing I did was go on Facebook and just look up a ton of groups and I joined them all. I answered all their questions, joined them. And you know what? It was okay until it wasn't anymore. Um, for me, it was important to um, not necessarily just rehash everything over and over and over again. It was important for me to find that hope to keep going. Um, definitely not moving on because that's not something I can do. That's not something any parent can do after the loss of a child, but to find that hope and find the joy that's still in your life. Um, and that one thing that I found that was lacking in a lot of those groups was that joy and that hope. Um, and I wanted to be able to find more than that. And so it's okay to unfollow those groups for a little bit until you're back in a place where you're okay because there's lots of parents that get on there and they are heartbroken you're seeing the worst of the worst and you're reading all these stories and it can take you down a dark dark place if you let it um and so pr proceed with caution that's my best advice um yeah. but also you know come to us we can help you find that hope and that joy um because that's what we want to do we know that it's still a beautiful life and we want to share that with you as well. Yeah. And along those same lines, um, parents who are fresh in that grief, I think that's definitely something that you need is that it's an outlet to, to be that person who's in that deep, dark place. Um, so use it when you need it. And then, um, like Stephanie said, once you feel like you're kind of out of that place and you're ready to see the light again, then, um, maybe you can be the person who's offering the joy to somebody who's brand new or if you just need to take a step back there's no shame in that either um i know for a while the tcf meetings were a little bit too much for me because i felt like i would finally be getting to a point where i didn't feel like i was being swallowed up by my grief and then having to go to a meeting i felt like i just got sucked right back in to that place so you do whatever you need to do on your grief journey and um as far as finding your tribe just know that whether it be um listening to this podcast or reaching out to friends <clears throat> and kind of rekindling relationships or just letting those relationships go you just need to do whatever is best and healthiest for you yep i've learned the whole bless and release um that is an important thing to do um it's not easy but you will find the people that stick around and they are going to be the ones that you cherish and treasure forever. Anyway, I, Oh, we want to talk about the giveaway. I totally forgot about that. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. so if you've been following our social media accounts, you know that we are doing a giveaway. The drawing is actually tomorrow. So go on and make sure that you are liking our Facebook page. You are following us on Instagram and you are subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing with your friends. You don't have to be a bereaved parent to be able to do this. Um, whoever gets in will get their name as well as their friend's name into the drawing. And we will be drawing for two of our t-shirts. If you haven't been on our Etsy shop, we have some amazing t-shirts on there and we have some grief blends. Um, we are excited you and the stuff that we've been working on so get in on the giveaway i'm excited to pull a winner <laughs> uh, last thing so um if you're listening to our podcast today is november 12th so the giveaway is tomorrow november 13th 2020 
And um, we actually just started our podcast, an actual, sorry, my son, actual podcast. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, all of that very shortly. So if you would rather listen instead of watching the YouTube video or reading our blog, you can now do that as well. So <laughs> as Everett is saying, <laughs> we will go ahead and uh, be done for today. But um, feel free to reach out to us on social media and we'll be talking to you guys again next week. Yes. See you later. Okay, bye. <laughs>